Greetings, my family, friends, supporters, and loved ones. This is Apostle Doris Williams on a Tuesday morning. And I am reading a little bit of the word this morning from the Septuagint Bible. It's called the Septuagint Bible with the Apocrypha. And I'm over here in Ecclesiasticus, chapter 28. And I got to reading, and I just loved this word that I was reading today. And I encourage you, my followers and friends, that you pick up the word of God from time to time and get in tune with God by his word, because God speaks through his word. And the more you know God's word, the more you'll hear his voice in your life. So once again, we're reading out of the Ecclesiasticus chapter 28, and I'm at uh, verse 13, uh, where I'm going to start reading. And I think I'm going to go ahead and read all the way down to um, 23. So verse 13 of Ecclesiasticus says, When I was yet young, or ever I went abroad, I desired wisdom openly in my prayer. I prayed for her before the temple, and will seek her out to the end, even to the end. Even from the flower till the grape was ripe, hath my heart delighted in her, my foot went the right way from my youth up, sought I after her. I bowed down my ear a little and received her and got much learning. I profited therein, therefore will I ascribe the glory unto him that giveth me wisdom. For I purposed to do after her, and earnestly I followed that which is good, so shall I not be confounded. My soul hath wrestled with her, and in my doings I was exact. I stretched forth my hands to the heaven above, and bewailed my ignorances of her. I directed my soul unto her, and I have found her in pureness. I have had my heart joined with her from the beginning. Therefore, I shall not be forsaken. My heart was troubled in seeking her. Therefore, have I gotten a good possession. The Lord hath given me a tongue for my reward, and I will praise him therewith. Draw near unto me, ye unlearned, and dwell in the house of learning. Wherefore are ye slow? And what say ye of the things, seeing your souls are very thirsty? And my mouth, and said, my mouth, and said, by her, for yourselves without money, Put your neck under the yoke and let your soul receive instruction. She is hard at hand to find. 
Behold, with your eyes, how that I have had but little labor, and have gotten unto me much rest. Get learning with a great sum of money, and get much gold by her. Let your soul rejoice in his mercy, and be not ashamed of his praise. Work your work bedtimes, and in his time he will give you your reward. What a beautiful passage. Let's talk about it just a little bit. Who is this her that the writer of Ecclesiasticus is speaking of? If you've heard any of my previous podcasts, you know that I believe and know for a fact that we have a Heavenly Mother, a Heavenly Father, and the Lamb of God, a true family, and the Heavenly Host, and all the angels that are above, that are below, and that are in the earth with us. For the Lord allows his angels to encompass around about those who fear him, that we might be protected divinely by those who obey the Lord God Almighty. So Ecclesiasticus here in verse 19, uh, verse 13, rather, let's go back up here. It says, when I was yet young or ever I went abroad before any experience that this young man had, they knew, they desired openly wisdom. And I can so much relate to this passage in this book. And at the time that I was being asked the question from our heavenly family, what in this world did I want? I remember at that time I was working in Dallas off of Keast Boulevard as a social worker for the state of Texas. And I was on my lunch break at one of the local parks where I typically would go on my lunch break as I always pretty much spent my lunch breaks alone. And I was reading God's word that day and I heard the spirit of the Lord ask me, what did I want in this world? And I said, I wanted wisdom. And at that time, I didn't know that wisdom was my mother. I didn't know wisdom was a female, but I do now. And it's evident. And this is the she that Ecclesiasticus is referring to, our heavenly mother. Let's go on and talk a little bit more about how he talks about her. He said, I desired wisdom openly in my prayer and I desired, I prayed for her. He prayed for her and he said he would seek her out even until the end. I love that. We have to understand that we have a mother and a father. Our heavenly father is God almighty the creator of all things. And he himself created himself a mate before he created the heaven and the earth. And Proverbs tells you that. Chapter 7 and chapter 8 of Proverbs talk about our heavenly mother, how she was with him in the beginning before the earth ever was. There's so many passages that speaks of her and, and talks about her, but those who are unlearned and 
and don't have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to them will always be ignorant and always believe because those buildings do not teach that we have a Heavenly Mother. They only teach that we have a Father and a Son and a genderless spirit that they often call He, leaving us with three male figures in heaven. And you cannot have a father without a female. You cannot have a son without a female. You cannot even have the title of father without a female being involved. And you cannot have a son without the impregnating of a woman. You can't have a son or a daughter, for that matter, without the impregnation of of a female. And so we know for a fact, and I teach in my Bible studies and the times that the Lord allows me to speak a word of truth when I get on these podcasts is to let everybody know that the fallacy that we've been taught over the years, we need to wake up from that and our righteousness need to supersede the righteousness of those who are out there teaching lies and calling the Holy Spirit a he. When the Holy Spirit is our Heavenly Mother and her rightful place, God put her above all the works of His hand and poured her out upon all the works of His hand. This young man says in Ecclesiasticus that I sought after her and I bowed down my ear a little and I received her. It doesn't take much to receive this message that we have a mother in heaven and that our Father gives her to those who love him. She is a gift and she is hidden from the masses because of their ignorance and their rebellion against her and the work that God commissioned her to do in this world. She is sanctioned to be a part of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. He says, I purposed to do after her and earnestly I followed that which is good and so shall I not be confounded when you talk about wisdom you cannot live this life without her wisdom is a female and I don't care what form and what aspect you use the word wisdom we are talking about a female He says in verse 19 that my soul has wrestled with her. Why has his soul wrestled with her? Because it's hard for men to accept the fact that God put a female over all of his work. God did that. God, our father, chose her when he made her and created her. And she says that in Proverbs and many other passages of the Bible. When he saw her. When he created her, he saw her, he loved her. My goodness. So he goes on to say that my, I directed my soul unto her and found her in pureness. You will not find her in evil. You will not find her in deception. You will not find her in lies. You will not find her in confusion and ungodliness. Because she is the opposite of all of those things. When you talk about the fruits of the Spirit, you're you're speaking of our Heavenly Mother. Goodness and pureness and love, honesty, truth, righteousness, oneness with God, or an obedient spirit, willing to obey God, 
and not sacrifice for Satan. He said, my heart was troubled in seeking her. I'm sure it was. Because when you come into the knowledge of truth, she is absolutely amazing to get to know. And your heart will be troubled when you realize that you're speaking to your godly, heavenly, spiritual, holy mother in heaven. Who is above all the works of God's hand. Hallelujah. I'll keep saying it again. And then he says, therefore, his heart was troubled, but therefore he had gotten good possession. You know why? Because he opened his heart to her. When he opened his heart to her, she came in, glory be to God, and gave him direction and knowledge and truth and wisdom above the rest. And not only that, when you get to know our Heavenly Mother, the reward is a good tongue. See, my tongue will never slip. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Because that's my reward for seeking after her. For my trouble, my heart being troubled by her when I came into this knowledge of truth, I was troubled. Because all the years that I had been going to those buildings, those institutions and places called churches, which are synagogues of Satan, none of them revealed or none of them had the knowledge that we have a family in heaven and, and, and that we, we have a mother who is wisdom. None of them was able to reveal that truth to me. Because they are not walking in pureness. And the only way you can find her is that you are seeking pureness. You're seeking truth. You're walking in, in honesty and humbleness before God. Always seeking and hoping and wishing and asking God for knowledge and wisdom and understanding. But it got to come through pureness. But those buildings, they're not teaching pureness they're teaching ungodliness there are wolves in sheep clothings beguiling deceiving the people and the word of god says if the if the blind lead the blind they all gonna fall in the ditch the only way you can come into the knowledge of truth our mother is truth god called her to be truth she was numbered glory be to god the Lord hath given me a tongue for my reward, and I will praise him therewith. How many men out there saying that they love God, but they don't praise God at no time, but they quickly let their, their mouth slip and cuss because they find an excuse. A disobedient child's days are numbered. If you say that you love God and you still cussing, you are a straight up liar and you are a follower after Satan who is the father of lies because God's children don't use profanity. God's children has a tongue for their reward, which praises God with the tongue that God gave us and not use profanity when we get provoked or get around some other people and we're trying to be like them or trying to be accepted by them then we start cussing because we in that environment I tell you what 
I praise the heavenly family for my reward for my tongue because it doesn't matter how many people I am around that cusses and uses profanity and slip up and cuss and act like they ain't cuss which they act like their ears didn't hear the words that came out their mouth it doesn't matter how many people that I'm around God gave me a tongue so I don't will never use it I'll never use profanity glory to God because I know my family in heaven doesn't like it it's condemnation when you do profane people will not enter into the kingdom of heaven and profane people are the ones who use profanity look it up look it up glory be to God draw near unto me ye unlearned the Lord says and dwell in the house of learning wherefore are you slow And what say ye of the things, seeing your souls are very thirsty? When people use profanity and other things, because see, the mouth is what corrupts you. What comes out the mouth, through, from the belly, through the heart, out the mouth, those are the things that defile. Things going in can't defile you, but things coming out surely can. And that is the primary sin that God has issues with, with his people. Allowing that tongue to say and do anything that it chooses and wants to without condemnation, without being convicted. Life and death being in the power of the tongue, we don't realize that God wants us to use our words to glorify him. To use words that minister grace unto the hearers. When you start M and F and S O B and S H and all of that T and all of that other ungodliness and calling women out their name, and because these TVs shows and these uh, radio uh, advertisements and songs are promoting provocative ways and ungodliness, so many people done got so caught up. I promise you today. I can count on one hand, one hand, how many men I have met since I've been in Texas that do not use profanity on one hand. And if God was to come to Fort Worth, Texas or any other state or city, how many people would he find that does not use offensive language? coarse language provocative suggestive ungodly communication which corrupts all good manner but us need to awake unto righteousness and sin not God is so angry with his people because we don't want to do right by God and it starts with what come out of our mouth People so quick to say they love God and and yet they cussing in the same breath. These things ought not to be. And wisdom would teach you that. Wisdom would teach you and teach us that what comes out of our mouth determines life or determines death. Doesn't it say that we shall eat by the fruit of our lips? And every idle word that proceed out the mouth of a man, he's going to stand account of it. There's so many passages, but the thing about it, men ain't going to get in there and read that word. 
they don't they want to assume on their own how they need to live and they going by the guidance of friends family and other ones uh how they should talk and unfortunately a lot of the young men in the world grew up in environments where their dad was cussing them out or they were in some kind of gang or some kind of unrighteous situation mom and dad probably both you know environments where cussing was normal and they didn't think of it as an issue and they grew right on up in that environment and they still cussing right today because they grew up in that environment some of us didn't grow up in that environment which i did i grew up in an environment where my parents still cuss right today and will cuss you out if you get on their bad side glory be to god didn't mean for this message to go on concerning this but i allow the holy spirit our heavenly mother to use me as her vessel to speak and and say whatever needs to be said on this Tuesday. And I hope and pray that this message touched you today, that our Heavenly Mother will speak to your heart and come into your life like the Lord God Almighty, our Father, because they're all one big family in heaven. When you got one, you got them all. But you need to know that you got a mother in heaven. You need to know you got a father in heaven and you need to know that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, uh, Christ is our big brother, our Lord, our Savior. We got a family in heaven. That's why the Lord call us friends. He call us sisters. He call us brothers. He called us children. The Lord tell us to buy her for ourselves without money. How can you buy anything without money nowadays? You got to give your heart for it. That's how you can buy her. But you got to buy her with your heart in pureness. You got to seek her and allow her to trouble your soul so that she she can unravel the confusion and the lies that you've been told all your life that you've believed from the core value of your being, allow her to come in and trouble the waters of your soul so that you can be unconfounded, unconfused as to who and what you are and how we are to pray. If God put her above all the works of of his hands, why are we not including her in our prayer when God wants us to pray to her and him and and the son of God? whose name is above every name in heaven and in earth. Glory be to God. We have a family in heaven. When you get up in the morning, if you're still living at home with your parents, you don't just greet your dad and walk past your mother or you see your brother sitting there and don't say none to him. No, you greet your mother, you greet your, your dad, and you greet your other family member that may be nearby that you can see with your eyes. You don't just ignore individuals. Hallelujah. I was talking to someone the other day, and I'm going to get ready to end as soon as the Spirit let me. I was talking to someone the other day about being obedient to God and how we can relate our relationship with God to a natural relationship that we have with individuals in the earth. I'm going to give you an example of obedience. For example, a husband and a wife recently married, but they've gone over their likes and their don't they do not things that they do not like in there uh, as far as you know relationship is concerned and I'm gonna give just some hypothetical situation 
A hypothetical situation is a husband say to his wife, baby, I don't like when someone touches me on the top of my head. It's just one of my things, you know, so it just don't, you know, do that. You can touch me anywhere else, just don't touch the top of my head. And she said, okay, baby, because I love you, I'm not going to touch you on the top of your head, right? No worries there. So you have another relationship where the man says the same thing to his wife. Baby, I don't like you to touch me on top of my head. But she goes ahead and touches him on the top of his head anyway, which is total disrespect, which is going to cause a problem. All right, let's relate those two uh, analyses to our relationship with God. God tells us to not use profanity. He tells us not to uh, use coarse joking. He tells us not to use words that don't minister grace unto the hearers. So you got one of us who listens to God and says, okay, I'm not going to do that because I love God and I don't want to offend him. Then you got on a, on a different uh, page, another scenario where God says the same thing. Don't, don't cuss. Don't use coarse gesture. Don't, you know, allow uh, ungodliness to proceed out your mouth. And this person says, I love you, but they go ahead and do it anyway. Which one of those relationships do you think is going to cause issue? And which one of those relationships do you think is going to be successful out of those four analyses? We got the earthly analysis and we got the heavenly analysis. Men are so eager to lie and say they love God, but they don't take the time to praise nor worship. Or they go say they go on Sunday to church and they praise and glorify God. But then the minute they leave church, they cussing because they hanging out with their friend and they doing this. And, and I'm not judging anything, anyone for what they do. God judging us for what's coming out of our mouth what's in our heart from the heart the mouth speak it so if every idle word that proceed out the mouth of a man he's gonna stand account of it then he's gonna be judged based on what's coming out of his mouth and wisdom our mother teaches us how to control that when she rewards us with a good tongue so i thank the lord for this message today i hope you guys got some of it um whatever part blessed you today i just wanted to get on here and give you guys something and hopefully uh y'all were blessed by this wonderful glorious message the last part i'm gonna read was what we already read put your neck under the yoke and let your soul receive instruction she is hard she is hard at hand to find but behold with your eyes how that i've had put a little labor and have gotten me much rest and get much learning get learning with much sum of money and get much gold by her y'all better get in this word and the Lord will be our reward because she is amazing alright glory be to the heavenly family y'all get in your word stay in your word And if you don't have the Septuagint Bible, which is older than the King James, you might want to go ahead and get that Bible. Peace of the Lord be with you. And if I forgot to say anything, may the Lord put it on your heart and uh, or put it back on my heart and I get back with you with it. All right. Y'all have a good week. Bye.